Happy holidays. My name is Steph. And I'm Lex. And this is Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where we revisit our favorite childhood movies and rarely or sometimes video (laughs) games to see if they still hold up as adults. We refuse to let go of the holiday season. We are holding on to Christmas for the life of us. So we are rewatching another Christmas movie this week. We sure are. We are living in the past. Watching a movie I've stated my distaste for several times in the past. The Polar Express. But it's fine. Steph's going to be traumatized today, but we are together. So we're here for her therapy session. We're going to make the, we're going to make it through this together. Like, we're here. We're going to hold hands the entire time. Yeah. We're literally laying down. We're comfortable. We're ready. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We are literally laying on the floor of my bedroom right now. So please enjoy this. Enjoy this moment. Take it in. I feel like we should have like a moment of silence for you before we get started today. That's causing me more anxiety. Yes. Like, <laughs> All right. So The Polar Express is a 2004 American computer animated fantasy adventure film based on the 1985 children's book of the same name by Chris Van Allsburg. Allsburg also served as one of the executive producers on this film. The film was written by William Broyles and Robert Zemeckis, directed by Zemeckis, and distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. The film features human characters animated using live action and motion capture CGI animation. That being said, there is a long (laughs) list of cast members on this film. Some characters were voiced by multiple people. But the most noteworthy and memorable performance was given by Tom Hanks, who voiced a total of six characters. Yeah. Like, I'm not kidding you guys. We looked up the the cast list of this, and the little boy who plays the main character was played by Daryl Sabara and Josh Hutcherson, or whatever his name is. Like, there's at least two people to every every character. Exactly. Um, So the Polar Express was released in the Chicago International Film Festival on October 13th, 2004. What an odd date. Okay. (laughs) And the United States on November 10th, 2004. On a budget of $165 million, the Polar Express underperformed at the box office at first, but eventually raked in a total of $314.1 million. And that's basically because of like re-releases and everything. The film was nominated for several awards, including an Academy Award, a Golden Globe, and a Visual Effects Society Award. The Polar Express brought home a Grammy for the song Believe and was listed in the 2006 Guinness World Records as the first all-digital capture film. So we'll we'll talk about it, but the Grammy's well-deserved because it was to Josh Groban. Yeah. And he (laughs) is everything. Like... That song, Believe, goosebumps. We'll get into it. He is an angel. (laughs) He's an angel come down to bless us all. Truly. With his... I was about to say something really gross. I was about to be like with his mouth noise. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're not wrong. (laughs) But you're also unfortunately not right. (laughs) Could you imagine being like, I like that person's mouth noise instead of saying I like their voice? Yeah. I don't like that. I like their their throat vibration. Like, ooh. Not about that. My, like, last two brain cells are holding on for dear life right now. Um, So if you haven't seen this film since the early 2000s or have never seen a literal crazy train, not the Ozzy Osbourne kind, in action, here's a plot summary written by Anthony Pereira on IMDb. This is the story of a young hero boy. (laughs) Sorry, guys. It's a great name for him. (laughs) 
This is the story of a young hero boy who boards on a, ma a powerful magic train that's headed to the North Pole and Santa Claus's home on Christmas Eve night. Okay. During his ride, he embarks on a journey of self-discovery, which shows him that the wonder of life never fades for those who believe. I feel like that's not what he learned, but okay. Yeah, I feel like a lot was glossed over with that. Like, I feel like that's... Yes. That's not even, like, the bare bones plot. Like, that's, like... Yes! A, that's, like, a smoothed over plot. Yeah. That's, like, that's like hmm, let's take every terrifying thing that happens in this... And add glitter. Yeah. It was so funny, like, the meaning of life. Like, yeah, yeah, he really did when it was yeah. in danger 76 times. From a psychotic ghost train. Um, but, yeah, it is also funny because it says... The story of a young hero boy, and we'll get into it in the fun facts, but his name is literally listed as Hero Boy in, in the running credits. Yeah. That's like, I'm going to go write a synopsis. Let me look at the yes. credits and come up with the name. Yes. <laughs> What's a good way to describe him? A hero boy. <laughs> it's like, that's his superhero name. Yeah. Hero boy. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the fun facts. All right. When the engineer and fireman are trying to grab the pin necessary for the train's throttle, a working flux capacitor is visible in the background. It is a reference to Back to the Future and could mean the Polar Express is a functioning time machine. Oh, it absolutely is. Which will get into my entire, like, conspiracy theory about this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> it absolutely is. Like, time just stands still. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Brings me to my next, my next fun fact. <laughs> my fun fact is that before Hero Boy aboards the Polar Express, the clock says 11.55. Time doesn't change again until the first gift of Christmas is given near the end of the film. Yes. So it's constantly 11.55. Yeah. That's like the opposite of me in the morning trying to get ready for work. <laughs> like, I like blink and all of a sudden it's like an hour past and I'm like late. Um, but yeah, so the next fun fact is what I said before. It's something strange that we noticed while revisiting the film and the cast list to share with you guys. Billy is the only kid aboard the Polar Express who is mentioned by name. Sarah, hero boy's little sister, is also the <laughs> only other character in the movie who has a name. Nobody else is ever mentioned. Instead, they are listed in the cast list as Hero Boy, Hero Girl, Know-It-All, Toothless Boy, Redhead Girl, Mother, Father, however... Chef, whatever. Yeah. Chef, yeah. However, according to the books containing information about the Polar Express, the Hero Boy's name is actually Chris, after the novel's author, Chris Van Allsburg. Okay. But <laughs> you don't say it in the Which movie. Which is something we will never, we would have never known. It's from not the movie. canon. It's not in the movie. Yeah, I just love how they also gave like the most side characters yeah. names, and they were like, you know what? We can't think of anything for the main character. Yeah, like they chose Billy for the little boy, and it's like you couldn't come up with like Paul, yeah. <laughs> Billy, Phil. and Sarah with the most just like yes, common Vanilla names. Yeah. Names. No offense to anyone named Billy or Sarah, yeah. but like it's they're the just, most common names. They're very common, yeah. very just like easy neutral names. Like they could have named the main character Billy, like part two. Yeah, like that. I would have been like, okay, they put some effort into yeah, it. Yeah, like they didn't name any of the little girls like Serafina. Like yeah, it's, it's like nobody had like a unique name. Sarai. It was just it's yeah. like basic name that any child can see themselves in. Like that's yeah. the name, <laughs> and they gave it to like the most background characters. Yeah. All right. Well, our last fun fact is that 
After the hero boy places the bell in his pocket, the torn pocket, yeah. a subtle sound can be heard of the bell hitting the floor of the sleigh. Oh. This is telling that basically before the boy returns to the train, he didn't have the bell on him and where it was before he received it on Christmas morning. Yes. Very, very nice. I did not hear that, but that's cute. That's probably because we were talking. <laughs> we were talking over the entire thing and laughing. Um, so how much did we watch this as kids? I saw this once when it first came out and then today. Mm. <laughs> what about you? So this is my mom's favorite Christmas movie. Oh, Peg. Peggy. Peggy Boo Boo. Um, yeah, this is my mom's favorite Christmas movie. And last year we actually like went on a Polar Express ride. So like that's they fun. do they do little rides like that. That's fun. So it's super cute. Um, but it was not life threatening at all. And yeah, it yeah. was <laughs> it was like a musical, which was a lot of fun. Um but yeah, so I've seen this several times there were a few parts where i was like quoting the movie out loud to steph who's like traumatized and i'm just like um the first gift of christmas and she's just like shut up like i'm right next to you and i'm crying you did the voices and all of the like inflections shockingly well like it was unsettling thanks for noticing i've been rehearsing it's like the uh, like the song where the record scratches and they just keep singing over and over and over again. I'm like quoting that yeah. as Steph's crying. Um, so yeah, let's get into our rewatch because I'm so excited to hear what you thought of it. Because we were like roasting it the entire time. Yeah. But I really want to know what you actually think. Was it as traumatizing as it was before? Um, No, it was not as traumatizing as it was when I was a kid. Yeah. However... It was still very unsettling, and I really did not like the animation. Like, I really did not like it. It made me very uncomfortable, and I don't know. It was just, like, I think I've mentioned it in past episodes, but, like, the Polar Express, the animation is so uncanny valley to me, which, like, (laughs) means basically that something is supposed to look human, and it looks almost human, but there's something about it that is just not quite right, and it, Mm -hmm. like, activates that, like, primal center of your brain that's like, this isn't right. Yeah. And it just makes me so uncomfortable. And when we were watching it, we were trying to figure out what it was about the animation that, like, made it feel that way. And it's not just the fact that, like, they don't have anything going on behind the eyes. Yeah. It's, like, the fact that they can't make facial expressions. Like, Like, accurately. Yeah. Like, there's one part when... Like, in the very beginning, when the train arrives at the house. And first of all, that horn did not need to be so loud. That yeah. is, like, <laughs> literally deafening noise. Um, but then Hero Boy goes outside, and his face is supposed to convey that he's shocked. And we were all like, what Like what emotion is he trying yeah. to emote right now? Um, it was very confusing. I was like, he looks like the guys from iRobot. Like, yeah. a cut and paste, basic emoji-esque yeah emotion it's just you couldn't figure out what emotions they were all supposed to be displaying and like i said i mean we all know their eyes kind of are just like thousand yard stare yeah but then like their mouths weren't right like their mouths like i kept saying i was like they look like a sim like a sim's (laughs) mouth like there's just a black hole there sometimes they have teeth sometimes they don't the teeth never look realistic yeah like it it just felt like they put so much effort into the animation of like everything else like the train and the environment and the whole scene where they just have a ticket blow out the window and then there's wolves and then an eagle and then a waterfall and it's like 
okay, the animators are just going yes, off. Like, it's like, they, this has nothing to do with the storyline. The animators were just trying to show off. They were just like, we gotta show yes. you what we can do. And I'm like, great, this all looks awesome. Now fix the children's mouths yes. because I'm really disturbed. And it's so funny because, like, I brought this up while we were watching it, but I was like, the main characters, to me, don't look that bad. But the background characters and, like, the elves in the one scene. and elves like are scary. For me, the most terrifying were the hot chocolate guys. Yeah. Like, they literally looked like Freddie Mercury, but make it Sims. Yeah. Like, it was <laughs> so creepy. At one point, I think one of their eyes, like, started looking at me through the camera. And I was like, this is so terrifying. Yeah. It was unsettling. Oh. And, yeah, I agree. The elves especially, I think, were the worst offenders. Yeah. The elves, because, like, the children look doughy and just, like, not quite right. Like, they just kind of look like Pillsbury Doughboys that they, yes. like, put wigs and clothes on. But, like, the elves were so, like, chiseled and, like, creepily adult-looking, but they're yes. all tiny, and then they all have Jersey accents. And they all, <laughs> like, talk like they've been smoking for the last yeah. 5,000 years. Yeah. They like, were, like, unsettling. Like, they were just really, really weird. And it was such, like, a strange, like, juxt... Like, I don't know. It was, like, a... It was, like, a like left turn that you yeah. took with the elves because like everything else like while weird and unsettling is still kind of magical and like yeah. things still work out and like even if they have like a scary moment like everything's still kind of silly and mm -hmm. then you get to the elves and the elves are just like so hardened and scary yes. and I was like this kind of took all the softness out of the movie like these are so spooky yes like we are convinced so we we came up with the idea that uh Santa Claus is running a cult yeah this whole thing like Everyone, I, I believe that the elves only really work two days in the workshop and then they're a mob every other day <laughs> of the year. Like the fact that he also signs everything with Mr. C instead of Santa just confirms he's a mafia boss. Like there's no way he's not. It was also like there's just all these like weird jobs that they were doing and we were like, like the, the bag, right? Like the, yeah. like Santa's bag. We were like, why okay. isn't it closer? Why isn't it closer? <laughs> what is the whole thing of like where they all work downtown, yes. like miles away from Santa and they all work and then they fly the bag to him because he's too good to yes. go down and get the bag. And like, like even the whole North Pole scene was so confusing because like we watched it with Tyler and Tyler pointed out that like when the train cart comes attached from the rest of the train and they're going down the hill in another like roller coaster style because apparently everywhere in this place is like a roller coaster. Right. Um, it's like, how are elves supposed to live here and walk to work or walk anywhere up this giant hill? And like, even the size of the buildings, like when they first arrive, the buildings are normal sized. And we're like, why are they normal sized? They should be elf sized, right? right? But then like you go into another part and they're like looking in the window and the window's eye level to the kids. So it's like obviously elf sized. It's just so strange. Yeah. It's and really bizarre. And there's death holes everywhere in the yeah. North Pole, apparently. Imagine if you're just trying to go to elf work. Yes. And, like, you just end up on one of the slides. Yes. Like, in a roller coaster. And it's like, sorry, boss, was 20 minutes late. I fell down a pothole and ended up, like, in the ocean. Like, what? It's so true, though. Like, like Tyler pointed out they had, like, the Death Star hole at one point. Like, why like, is this what? here? Why is this here? Like, I'm convinced the Polar Express is the final destination for children. Santa Claus. Yeah. Like, like, you could have fun and meet Santa, or you could die. Like, yeah. <laughs> survival of the fittest, baby. <laughs> do you want to see adulthood or not? Um, Santa's just jigsaw. Like, yes. do you want to play a game? <laughs> it really is. Um, 
One thing I didn't understand was why Hero Girl was on the train if she, like, already believed. Yeah, I thought it was just for kids who didn't believe. So, yeah, that was kind of confusing why she was there. But, like, also she was the best character in the whole movie. She was. So, like, good on her. Yeah, <laughs> although, like, her animation was kind of creepy, too. But we are they all They all were so <laughs> creepy. They were all so unsettling, like... There were multiple times where I just turned to Lex and was like, I don't like this. Yes. Like, I don't like the way that they look. I was like, Steph, during one scene, she has no hairline. And another scene, she has like a, an aggressive hairline. I was so confused. Yeah. Um, I also was like, this movie is literally Peter Pan. Like they are kidnapping yeah. children to take them to a magical world. Yeah. A hundred percent. One thing we also brought up about the animation was that um, at least I think that this would have been really well done in 2d animation like i would have really liked to see like an anastasia style where it's 2d but the backgrounds are painted or the backgrounds are like have cgi elements to them yeah i thought that would have been really a lot better than what they did because this is definitely a movie where i do like the storyline where like there's a lot of plot holes which we'll probably get into but there's also like a lot of magic to the storyline which is really like cool to see and I feel like the magic kind of gets lost in the animation style that they went with. No, I totally agree because I read the book as yeah. a kid and I was so into the book. Like I loved the Polar Express book. I think I read it like literally every single day, like for like a month around Christmas time, whenever I'd go to like my school library yeah. as a kid. And like, you're so much better than me. I went to the school library for like Garfield comics. <laughs> like, well, like it was one of the things, but like yeah. you'd grab like a couple of books and you could read them during library yeah. time. And I remember reading this all the time and it was this and like the Christmas I spy book. Aww. And like around Christmas time, these were the two books that I loved. And yeah. I absolutely adore the story. Like, I think the story is so fun, but like, yeah, the animation like kind of kills it. And yeah, we agreed that we were like, okay, it'd be good with Anastasia animation. I also said I would have been fine with the live action version of this. Like if we actually had Tom Hanks as a conductor and like choreographed, like the dancing scene of like the hot chocolate baker guys, like that could all be fun. And like, I don't know. I think it could have been shorter one. Yeah. And I think that it could have been like, less creepy like the the creepiness of the animation takes you out of the happiness of the story and i'm glad you brought up like it be needing to be shorter because the runtime in this is an issue for me as well yeah um it's only an hour and 40 minutes which is not a super long time but it just drags out in my opinion like that's one of the reasons why i don't watch this every year like i haven't seen this in probably two or three years now yeah um and it's just because it always feels like it drags on and like every other situation they're running crazy down a hill for five minutes and like it's just another roller coaster part yeah there's Um, like 20 to 25 minutes of this that could have been chopped yeah like easily like again including that scene as beautiful as it is the whole (laughs) thing of the ticket getting lost and then coming back like that wasn't necessary that could have been that could have been chopped and that whole scene gets me so angry because (laughs) there was no need for hero boy to try and bring hero girl her ticket at Why? that moment. Like she will be back. She's coming yes. right back. You don't have to bring it to her. He just wanted an excuse to be nosy yes. and go in the other train car. Like, yeah. He like, I just didn't understand. And the fact that they were on the roof for like 90% of this movie. It was so long. I was like, why? Like, first of all, she didn't have her ticket. Why are you on the roof with a child yeah. <laughs> to get her to the front to show her like how to drive the train, whatever. And like, first of all, 
She doesn't have a ticket. Why are you letting her drive the train? <laughs> Second of all, reasonable. Why are you on the roof with a child? Yeah. It was so strange. And then like, I, I feel like 90% of this movie could have been avoided if people just went inside the train where yeah. they're supposed to so be. So much of it. Yeah, no. It didn't make any sense. And then I also felt like the scene with the dude on the roof of the train. Yeah. Like, that was so long. And it did not need to be that long. I also thought the puppet scene was unnecessary. Oh my gosh, We yes. didn't need the puppet scene. Like, there's just... There were just so many parts of it that I was like, we could have cut this and yes. still gotten to the same place. Like, <laughs> like I can't tell. I can't tell if he's supposed to be like a homeless guy, the guy that's the ghost. Yeah. Um, like he's just a stowaway basically. And he like, he's like, I ride the train whenever I want. Like the little boy's asking him questions and he's like, I don't know. Are we like yeah. asking him questions? The back. Riddler up there. I'm like, tell me. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Tell me. I need answers. I was getting so annoyed. Yeah. He was a lot. Yeah. Just full riddler behavior and then he's like i'm a ghost and it's like okay we got seeing is believing we got the point the first two times you disappeared with no warning and reappeared like we got it you're you're a phantom of yes. the train but like oh my gosh oh my gosh i was getting so annoyed with him the entire movie because he's just like there's only one one inch between us and the the top of flat top tunnel. Like, <laughs> just oh like my god! Stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, where'd you get skis? <laughs> <laughs> and then like Tom Hanks was basically like, I want Norbit, but I want to make it Christmas. Like he pulled an Eddie Murphy and played six characters. I love in it. This. He was like, it's my time to shine, guys. He did great. He did so good, but it was just so funny. It's yeah. like every other voice was Tom Hanks. I mean, the whole movie, I was just like, why is Woody like on this? Yeah. On this adventure. Um, and one thing that Tyler brought up that I've been saying for years, and I was so happy that he said it, was that the song from this, the main, like, I think it's the title song or whatever. Yeah. Um, that plays so many times throughout this movie mm -hmm. and repeats, it sounds identical. To the song from Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead oh. Man's Chest. Oh, yeah, the the music box song. Yes. I'm like, I was looking for it. I'm like, do we want to try and play it real quick? Will it work? Are we going to get in trouble for copyright? I don't know! <laughs> so, yeah, the song, like, it sounds exactly like the song from Pirates of the Caribbean 2 when uh, Davy Jones is, like, playing his, whatever, music box yeah. thing. They almost sound identical, and it drives me crazy. I'm like, I love, because I love Pirates of the Caribbean. So right. I'm like, it sounds exactly like it. It's such a, like a spooky sound, too. Yes. And I'm like, this is supposed to be, again, like a joyful yes. children's fun adventure Christmas movie. And we're playing like a mournful lament yeah. from a music box. Like, if you didn't want this movie to be creepy, you're not doing a good job of making sure that it's not creepy. Yes. Like, you're inserting elements that are by nature very creepy. Yes, like you have creepy marionettes. You have, like like you said, the lullaby-esque song that they're, like, by the way, slow dancing to at the end, like all the elves are. Yeah, like, just these creepy elements. And then you have the creepy faces. Yeah. And it's like... This is not making this movie seem any more palatable for children. Yes. And every other scene, they're fighting for their lives on yeah. this crazy train. It's insane. I just, the entire time, I was just like, go back inside. Get <laughs> indoors. Put the children inside. And also, like, the two guys that were driving the train, you guys chose these guys to drive the magic train. These are your boys? <laughs> like, what? 
<laughs> the one looked like Rapunzel, and I'm just like, what is, what is going on? They were, like, I guess supposed to be funny in the fact that, like, they were so bumbling. Yeah. But, like, they weren't funny, they weren't. one. And then, two, like, their, con- like, character thing didn't make any sense. One, the first time we see them is when they have a child driving the train, yeah. and they're on the outside trying to repair the light. Yeah. And, like... And they need two of them to repair the light. Yeah. So they just leave the child by herself. And then, like, trying to drive the train on the ice, they're like, oh, oh we don't know competent. what to do. Yeah. yeah, and then suddenly they're competent when the ice is, like, breaking. Yeah. And they're like, oh, now we know how to drive this train. We got this bad boy. And it's like, yo, I, you two, like, swallowed a pin that was in, like, some machinery at one point. Like, I don't trust you. Like, y'all have been questionable this entire the time. time. So confusing. Um, another thing that had us laughing really hard was Billy. So he, like... They stop the train so that Billy can get on. Yeah. And then Billy sits in the back, like in the caboose, and he's singing to himself. And I was like, first of all, if someone tried to join in with me, like while I was singing a solo, I would push them off the train. And second of all, like we were saying she joins in. And then could you imagine him being like super emo? Like (laughs) He was though. Like they stopped the train so he could get on because at first he didn't want to get on and then he was like oh no I changed my mind but he's wearing like a dress and galoshes and he cannot keep up yeah and they stop the train so he can get on and then he doesn't even say thank you he just like pieces out and goes to the back of the caboose (laughs) and he's like yeah whatever yeah and then yeah they come in and they interrupt him singing and like (laughs) she goes (laughs) she goes to sing with him and she's like Christmas is so magical and he's like nothing good has ever happened to me I don't believe in Christmas I've never gotten any dress Drops of joy in this life. Like as then I imagine him being like, when I was a young boy. Yeah, my it father. was so much. Like I didn't even catch it until like almost all the way through the song when she was like, and Santa Slade. He's like, he never brings me anything. Like, oh my god. I've never had anything to believe in. Yeah. We also determined that he is what I looked like when I tried to cut my own bangs at like age seven. <laughs> My mom beat my beat my butt. Yeah, well, he's, like, got a huge chunk of his bangs yes. missing, and I was like, your parents don't like you. Like, they yes. just let you go out in public like that. Like, that is literally me at seven, cutting my bangs in, the, in my <laughs> But, like, you did room. it to yourself. Like, a parent yes. definitely did this to oh. him. Like, they definitely cut his bangs. I was like, I literally look like Lord Farquaad for, like, <laughs> a week. <laughs> also, like, there's a few parts where, um... I really didn't like Hero Boy, like the main yeah, character. I did not like him. I was so annoyed with him the entire time. Like, how do you still not believe when you've almost died 15 times Literally. on your way to the literal North Pole? And then, like, when they're in Santa's bag, I was like, first of all, this is a great, glad, like, trash bag commercial. Yes. Second of all, you guys almost died 15 times. Just let Billy look at his present. Like, you guys might not survive this. He doesn't have a lot of time left. (laughs) He's like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. He's like, we have been in so many situations. Like, just let me do it. Yes. Know-it-all boy was the worst. I think know-it-all boy was, like, my least favorite character. He was so annoying. And, like, he wasn't even annoying in, like, an endearing way. Like, he was just annoying. Yeah. He was really irritating, and the, I don't know why he thought he was going to get the first gift of Christmas, like, the, the entire time. Steph said something while we were watching it that literally had me almost peeing myself <laughs> laughing. Um, so it's the part where Santa is, like, he picks Hero Boy for some reason. For some reason. Yeah, to, like, get the first present of Christmas. Um, and then he gives him the bell, 
And he's, or no, he's like, uh, what do you want for Christmas? And what did you say that he should have asked for? Oh, <laughs> I said that he should have asked for a first class ticket home, like a flight, like, like, a flight. like I don't trust ground yes. transport anymore. Like I've been through it. Like he's an aviation guy now. Like, or even like, be like, can you scoot over a little bit so I can come yeah, with like, you? Like, like no more of this. I'm not riding that death trap home. Like. <laughs> Like, I've almost died 15 times today. Please, just take like, me Beavis home. and Butthead are the conductor. Like, they're the drivers. Like, yes. I don't trust them to drive me. I was like, literally, if this was today, like, if this train ride was happening today, all of the kids in the background would have given, like, a zero-star review yeah. on Uber. Zero like, stars on is... Yelp. Like, done. They're like, so they didn't even look at me. This is the worst experience I've ever had. So much. Yeah, no, I would have flown home. Like, I would have been like, you know what? I'll, I'll take a boat. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) Um, also the elves in the background are terrifying. Like we talked about the, they were so creepy. There was like a few of them where I was like, Steph, you have to pause the TV. Like, look how terrifying they are. There's one with like all black eyes. It's just like staring. And then another one, not even looking at Santa. There's another one. Yeah. Where Santa, he's not even looking at Santa while he's talking. He's just like looking off to the side. And we were like, what is this? Like, what is going on? Like, these are so creepy. It's so strange. And then, yeah, the dancing, when they're all dancing at the end, when they're leaving the North Pole and the elves are dancing to no music. They are all slow (laughs) dancing to no music or like a sad lament again. And it's like, this is unsettling. Like, this is... I feel uncomfortable. Like and this is after Elf Steven Tyler Megan made an appearance. Again, another part that could have <laughs> been cut. So we, random. we did not need it. Yes. Like Aerosmith shows up and he's yeah. like, right on top of the world. I'm like, like, okay. It's like, why? Mm-mm-mm. Um, I just, I have so many questions about this movie, but my main theory about this entire movie is that this is a time machine. Yeah. The conductor is, hero boy in the future okay coming back to tell himself to believe okay i think that the homeless guy or the the guy who's like hitching a ride yeah is him if he does not choose to believe Mm, okay um and then i think that santa is him in the distant distant future just considering they're all voiced by tom hanks i love that (laughs) i've also seen a theory that they are all like this is a, a christmas carol in oh. a way, and like they're all the three ghosts that come and visit him. I could see that. In a way, of the part where like the marionette's like, "You're like me, a Scrooge." And yeah, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. yeah, because they're like the the conductor is like Christmas present. He's just trying to get him there to like where he needs to go. Right. The stowaway on the roof is Christmas past, Ooh. but he's Christmas past in a way that he shows him like what his future could be yeah. through himself. And then Christmas future is Santa, the one who has like this is what your future. Like, he's, like, the one that, that gives, like, the most, I guess, the biggest reaction, you know? Like, yeah. in Christmas Carol, when we reviewed it, like, the Grim Reaper Christmas future was the one that made him be like, no, I absolutely believe, like, I'm absolutely here. And then Santa was the one in this, where he's like, oh, now I believe, like, now I, I'll never doubt again, you know? Right. So, it's kind of an interesting theory. Um, I don't know that I follow it. I like yours better, personally. <laughs> I like the idea that, like, he's being shown, like, these are your two, like, roots yeah. in life. Like, these are your options. Yeah. And I think it's funny, like, so I really like the idea of Santa 
Oh, no. We talked about this before in a few episodes, like a few episodes ago. And I said my biggest fear was for Santa to just appear at my bedside. Yeah, how, how'd that go for you, Lex? <laughs> my parents woke me up the other morning with my dad dressed, like, fully as Santa. <laughs> and just, like, scared the crap out of me. And he was like, I hope you wore your brown pants. Because he heard the episode. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to terrify her now. So it was great. I was like, oh, no, it's happening. Your mom um, sent me the video. And yes. she's like, here he is. And he was like... You haven't believed in me for so long. Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> My mom was so proud of herself. She was like, like, meanwhile, the camera angles are just completely off, Peggy. You're like, we need to get you in, in uh, production school. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. I laughed so loud. It was hilarious. But I just, I can't get behind, like... I don't understand it. Like, they work with this man. They yeah. work with Santa. Like, all the elves work with him. Yet on Christmas Eve... They're losing it. They're losing their... You know what? Like, I don't understand it. It's like, they're all like, you better watch out. Like, goodness. And, like, that part for kids is really cute. But as an adult, you're like, you see this person every day. And well, like, he's like, his ego's being fed by everyone yeah. like singing his name. Yeah, and it's not even the, the singing his name part. It's like, literally... They're like screaming. So they're like on each other's shoulders. Yeah. They're like standing three, like three of them tall, and like they're blocking literally the children who yeah. were brought here to see him. Yeah, and they're all blocking him because they're all losing their minds, and they all look forty-five to seventy-five years old. Yes, and like hardened and like they've been smoking and like <laughs> can you all chill? Like can yeah. you relax? Like you see him every day. Let the kids see him. It was just like extra yeah it was very extra and i thought it was so funny because they're all like mouths dropped like they know he exists yeah they work for him literally and they're all like oh santa like, oh my gosh so funny that's how cults behave though cults, they get yeah. so excited yeah. for their leader <laughs> because santa is a what say it with me everyone dictator <laughs> um and then like i only have two more notes about this movie the first one is that Tyler brought this up in the last episode, how, like, gifts just appear under the tree and parents are just okay with it in yeah. movies. And my thing that I thought was funny was, like, a stranger who goes by the name Mr. C gives yeah. your child a bell that does not work. Yes. Like, you can't hear it. We're not having any discussions about this. We're not like, right. who's Mr. C and why is he gifting things to my child? Right. Like, what is going on? And how did I not see that and get in the house? Yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, it doesn't work. Sorry, sport. And it's yeah. like, sir, I'd be like, we're getting fingerprints off of this. We're taking this down to the police. Like, <laughs> And then the scary part about that, too, is like the mom's clearly pregnant with another child. Yeah. And it's like you're bringing another child into this world. And it's <laughs> like you, uh, it's, uh, it's just baffling. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. The last thing I have to say about this movie is Josh Groban. Yes. Yes, King. Ugh, that <laughs> voice. He's just beautiful. I feel like he's the saving grace of this movie. He just made the credits so worth it. Like, yeah. he's just phenomenal. Like, honestly, credits, 10 out of 10. Yeah. 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10 credits. Don't know what um, they said, but I did hear Josh yes. Groban. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, like, if I had been there to see this in IMAX and hear Josh Groban's voice in IMAX. I'd lose it. I would lose it. Yeah, absolutely. I would not be sane right now. Yeah, I would, I would be I'm so sane. Unwell. Yeah. <laughs> I would be physically unwell. unwell. <laughs> um, so, yes. Um, I have nothing else to say about this movie, but just overall, I hope that you enjoyed it more than you did last time. 
Sure. So, <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. Let's get into our critic ratings. Yes. So the Polar Express received a 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 56% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 64% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and 4 out of 5 stars on Common Sense Media. Now for our ratings, we can rate this movie on a scale from A plus to F minus. A plus meaning this movie is chaotic in the best way. It's one of a kind, and this movie reminds me to always believe in magic no matter how old and crabby I get. F minus meaning this film is absolutely horrible, the animation is so bad it's actually horrifying, and it is preferred that I never have to sit through this film again. Based on this rating scale, how would you rate The Polar Express? Oh, Aunt Peg, don't be mad at me. Oh, Mom. But... I think originally when I was a kid, this was like an F minus minus yeah. minus for me. Now it's like a D plus. <laughs> it's like a D plus C minus. Yeah. Like it's, I will be so happy to never watch this again. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I did watch it again because again, I'm not as scared of it now as an adult. Yeah. But it is still really creepy. I think there's a lot of it that was really unnecessary and it just, I don't know. I feel like it didn't do the book justice enough for me. Yeah. So Love love you, Tom Hanks. I just, I don't think this one's for me. What about you? I'm debating between a B minus and a C plus because I still like this movie, but like I said, I haven't seen it in three years and it's been like, like I've been fine. I don't like, I didn't crave to rewatch it. Right. Um, I don't, I think I would probably give this a B minus just because I would rewatch it probably on my own volition, um, but just not often. Yeah, I feel like you have more nostalgic memories tied yeah. to this than I do. And, like, my mom loves this movie, yeah. so I would definitely have to watch it with her. <laughs> so, yeah. We are, uh, like I said earlier, holding on tight to the holiday season and not letting go, no. guys. <laughs> no, like, we are almost into January and we are continuing very hard. Yeah, it's just, this is a transition period for yes. us. Please come with us as we try to let go of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have separation anxiety from we, Christmas. We really are. So next week, we are rewatching yet another Christmas classic, and one that we could honestly quote for the entire episode. But don't worry, we won't do that. Not at all. Um, we are <laughs> going to review National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I mean, we might a little bit. Yeah, we might do it a we lot might. of it. I think Tyler w is going to wish that he was on that episode instead yeah. of the Santa Claus episode because National Lampoon is his favorite Christmas Dare movie. Dare I say it's a beaut, Clark. It's a beaut, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.